When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, 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 ooh, hey, uh, welcome into the PH and X Sun Devils post game show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. That's just one dollar on any NFL team this week. Get a hundred dollars in free bets. If either team scores a point when you sign up using that promo code PHNX, let's go. Come on, fire I'm me up. up. I'm fired up. I live in I live in old man country over here. So like uh-huh. if I scream too loud, they'll probably wake them up from their bedtime of like 7 p.m. Yeah. I'm in the chat. You know, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Yeah. You well, should be pumped. Like, why are you not pumped? Like, who's yeah. not pumped about this? Yeah, the, for the Sun Devils fans that weren't satisfied with the win over Grand Canyon University and didn't think it was a big win, this was a big win. This was 100% a big win. A Creighton team that was 8-2, and two, won four of their last five at home. Arizona State goes in there. Still, this is still going on, going on without Marcus Bagley. Goes in there and just has a great team win. It's, it, it's, it's really, really damn impressive. They win this game 58-57. to 57, Now move to 5-6, and six, uh, winning their third straight. Big, big win for the Sun Devils. Shane, your boy, Marion Jackson. It's like the hoop started to get a little bigger for him today. Maybe just a little bit. I, you know, we've talked about this before. I think maybe he had the yips for the last couple games. But I don't think he does. Like there was that 12-2 run kind of in the, the middle of the second half, right? They mm. have this 12-2 run. They're getting out in transition. They are, you know, they're getting easy baskets inside. And that's when you start to see things open up. And it seems like maybe, just maybe, they're starting – to, to, to hit the shots that they weren't hitting before. Yeah, uh, th- th- there were a couple really, really great moves by Marion, especially um, the, the, the left-handed layup that I think he was expecting some more pressure or contact that he blew. Um, but he had a very nice finish uh, in that second half with the doopsy daisy up and under, um, hit a big three to take the lead. Um, I thought overall he was pretty damn awesome um, tonight. And th- this team... Held, held Creighton to 57 points, which is phenomenal when Creighton's at home. This team is going to win by defense. And as I keep saying, what is so encouraging about the Sun Devils team is they still haven't played their best basketball offensively. The defense will stick. Team defense doesn't leave unless they you know, start to f- feel some type of way. It's all about intensity and heart. And this team has that. And they show that night in and night out for this last like month. Yeah, I, I'm really, really excited that everything is really looking up. Um, uh, what I tell you, boy, what you said, you've been the only person that has stood by this team. You have been the only person that stood by this team. Even I counted them out after, you know, I mean, UCR was just, I know that was kind of a fluke, but they still let them in that game. Mm -hmm. But you've said this team is talented and it looks like defensively. They really are Marcus Bagley coming back at some point. We still don't know. Yeah when it's going to happen, but he's good for 15 a night. 
that'll drastically improve the offense. Things will get spaced out, but they are talented. I'm starting to see that. And like, look, they might not be pretty, but if you can limit the team offensively that you're going up against in the ways that ASU is able to it, you know, you're never out of a game. Yeah, absolutely. There, there wasn't really a guy tonight like they have had in their last couple wins. Um, DJ Horn, the leading scorer with only 12 points, uh, 5 of 11 shooting. Uh, everybody participated in some type of way to get this win. Um, but yeah, as we said, it was really the defense, especially on that last possession. Um, smart by Hurley not to go full press um, after the UCR fiasco and just kind of <laughs> Play in that one three one um, weird altered man. I think it was looking thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it, I think what they do is they run a, a a diamond or a one three one zone, and then after half court they go and find a man, and that's what they did on that last possession, and it, it worked. I mean, Nemhard, hell of a game, hell of a freshman, um, but just not enough. You know what I didn't realize? I don't know if I said this earlier in the week. Uh, with all these transfer things going on, this is going to happen a couple times this season. Did you see my boy from Duke? Go get get a, have a couple dunks tonight. Hit a couple threes. Alex O'Connell. I was such a fan when he was at Duke. I'm happy he's still playing. I literally thought about him like two weeks ago. I'm like, I wonder if he's graduated or somewhere else now. It's fun to see him. This is a it's a really it, it's a typical Alex O'Connell team to be on. Right. Prepared. I think this this Creighton team is no joke, and so no. I think that speaks that speaks measures about where Bobby has this team playing. You know the level that he's kind of getting them to. Um, they still have a long way to go, but this Creighton team, I think at the end of the year, you're looking back at this game and you think at worst, it's a quad two win, right? Yeah. At worst, it's a quad two win. They're eight and two. They will win their fair share of games in the big East. And I, I don't really know us like this team is, is really solid. Yeah. The, uh, the, the best thing that I saw, um, after this wasn't going to be good unless they won this game. They pulled up a stat about how well the Big East is playing in out of conference. They're the number two percentage team. Um, and looking at the wins that uh, Creighton has had out of conference, some pretty okay wins um, the, against, you know, like uh, they played Ohio, uh, Iowa State close. Um, and then obviously they beat BYU last week. Um, the rest of them are okay. Nebraska, who is really bad. Um, just hey, a big name. Alonzo Verge is on that team. Don't you dare disrespect Nebraska. <laughs> Alonzo Verge in his 35% from the floor most nights. Yeah, that is true. And Cheerston asked if we think they're ready for Pac-12 play. I mean, they they beat Oregon in Eugene. Um, they had a gut check here at the end of the game. Um, they brought this up on the broadcast, and this is something Tamara actually brought to my attention uh, last week. ASU, before... Their win against GCU, I think, was third in the entire NCAA in the past two years on game on wins decided by five or less points. Um, this win obviously qualifies as that. So did the GCU game. I think they're now tied for first in most wins decided by five or less points. Not good for my heart, but good for them showing the heart that they they carry all the time and deserve. Because my God, um, this team just it you can tell on some defensive possessions. It's they they are not allowing a bucket, and I think that really happened tonight. They were definitely held by a phantom foul call at the end of the game, but ASU had their fair share of bad yeah. calls as well. I mean, I want to qualify Cheerson's statement here. Are they ready for Pac-12 play? You could say maybe they're getting close. Are they mm. ready for U of A? No chance. Yeah, <laughs> no chance. No. Like I think there's tears in the Pac-12 this year versus the last couple of years. There's been a lot of you know ebbs and flows of who's on top, who's not on mm. top. 
U of A looks like a different beast this year in comparison to any of the other teams in the Pac-12. Um, UCLA looks really good too, but U of A is just kind of on its another level. And so are they ready for Pac-12 play? Sure. But are they ready for U of A, which is what most ASU fans care about? No. No. Look, I think UCLA is the more talented team. I think U of A is the best team. They might be a top five team in college basketball right now. Um, and as I was saying before this three-game winning streak even started, if they don't get their shit together soon, um, 70 to 7 won't really be anything anymore. It won't count because ASU might lose worse than that in a basketball game. They might not even put up seven points. Now you're looking at probably a 20-point spread. <laughs> I don't think that'd be 20. I think it'd be probably be around 14, but probably a 20-point loss is what I'm thinking. But you just don't know with this team's defense. I mean, they can get hot as hell at any given moment. Um, as I've said, they have so much talent, so much, so many flamethrowers on offense. Um, a lot of them didn't even contribute in crazy amount tonight. I mean, Jay Heath was good in moments, but he was five for 12. As we mentioned, Marion Jackson was okay. He was solid. He was the best player on the court for about two minutes during the night. Um, he was four for nine, two for three from the three point line. And as we mentioned, DJ Horn wasn't great. Kamani was a non-factor for the first time this year. Um, he was held to only four points, but the most surprising thing was he was held to only three rebounds, which that's something that that people don't do to Kamani Lawrence. Uh, Shane, I don't know how many times you're going to have me on the show, but every single time that I'm on it, I will always say, free my man Enoch. The second <laughs> that Enoch learns how much bigger he is than everybody else on the court, both height and weight, because he is just a big man. Like he's yeah. large. He had the he had the turnaround uh, little hook over off the backboard and in yeah. the game. Yeah, the I, one where he just forced in. <laughs> forced it in, and it's like the second he learns how big he is and how much of a force he can be inside. And I think that'll come with more playing time. I'm literally going to say, "Free my man Enoch!" Every single time I'm on this show. Yeah, I I, I think it's impressive. The reason why I'm so excited about Mr. Boachi, um, E-Block, as I think we're going to call him now. Yes, uh, that, was we'll that. that was a low-tone component. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that in a second, Sydney. Um, the one thing that I'm really excited about is how raw he is. You can't teach height. You can't teach strength. You can teach touch. You can teach IQ. Um, and that's, all, I think, the only thing he needs. He had a pretty dumb foul at the end of the game that almost cost ASU um, the lead. But other than that, I thought he played pretty solid tonight. Um, the thing with him is he plays really good games, but the stat sheet doesn't show it. Um, Balachi finished just two for two, um, four points, two rebounds, um, and two fouls. And a steal. How many minutes? Uh, they, did, they, they don't have the updated minutes on um, there yet. Probably not a ton. Probably not um, a ton. So I, he's, I mean, what he's going to be is he's going to be an efficient scorer off the bench if he can figure out the touch around the rim, if he gets confidence, because right now he gets the ball and he's not looking to score. He kind of takes his time down low, but I think that'll come with time. And I just love watching him play because I think as an ASU fan, I haven't seen a post presence in years. Yeah. Like it's, it's all perimeter ball. And so seeing somebody of his size down low, it's really exciting. Yeah, and and they have three of them. I mean, Jalen Graham wasn't great again tonight, but he was serviceable. Um, six points, three or four shooting, four rebounds, two assists. Um, Alonzo Gaffney had some pretty big moments. That dunk um, near the end of the game with a beautiful lob from Marion. Uh, uh, th this team finds ways to win. Um, in these la the last three games, they have found ways to win, and that's all you can ask for. Matt in the chat earlier asked, um, "Do I think that they do? I think they can make the tournament." 
Um, I've been saying this. I said this when they were after the UCR loss. I said this after they went 0-4 in the Bahamas. Yes, they can because it all matters is there, is who is the hottest team in college basketball at the end of it. And if they put together a string of wins in Pac-12 play, and even if they don't and they get stale again, they can still win the Pac-12 tournament. I'm confident in that this team can shoot 60% from the field one night and 20% from the other and win both games. Uh, you know, it, we've seen a lot of the 20%, but those, I promise people, the days of 20% will not last forever. It just feels like when you watch them, it's like, oh God, this offense is not good. Mm-hmm. I promise that those days will not last forever. And to answer Sid's question, I don't think that we're going to see a new coach next year if this continues at the rate it's at. Like, I was a Bobby hater. I've been a Bobby hater for a while. But the way they're playing over these last three, while they might not be scoring in bunches, the defense is so sound. So sound. It's 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 beautiful. And it's weird. I texted you this. Um, they're good when they're running. We know this. They went on a huge 6-0 run um, in the second half. But even when they get a stop and they don't run, it seems like the offense flows more. I don't know if that just has to do with you know emotion and passion and them taking pride in getting a stop and wanting to capitalize on it. Or maybe it's just that extra split second. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we talked about that. Not not looking good. Um, no, not looking good. Maybe it's just like a split second of not the the defense not being able to set up. But whatever it is, when this team gets stops, they start to roll. And I know that sounds simple, but on the offensive end, I mean it, that doesn't translate unless you're running. And even when this team's not running, uh, they 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 can score. Uh, it's just when they get into that Princeton offense and. And handoff, high ball screen, handoff, high ball screen. It gets kind of low field of sleep. Yeah, it, it's not good. Um, before we get off um, E-Block, I just wanted to read out a Vince Morata tweet from earlier tonight. Enoch Wachi leads the nation in ways his name has been pronounced this season. Raftery had a crazy pronunciation earlier in the game. He said a Boki or Bochi. I think he said Bochi. Well, I, don't try, I don't even try his last name. I'm just going to stick with Enoch or E-Block. Like it's, yeah. That's where we're gonna stick on this one. It is it is Boachi though. So Boachi. We, have, we have the frenetic yeah. yeah. Um getting to team stats before we get to the lyric of the game, which I know you're all are waiting for. I just don't want all you guys to leave after you hear me sing because I know that's the only thing you're here for. Um ASU shot the ball 41.7% from the field. Creighton shot the ball 38.9. Three point line wasn't great for either team, 26 and 20, respectively. And free throws 80%, four for five after. Raftery cursed Jay Heath by saying the thing you don't say when it's in crunch time. Yeah, this is a this is a really solid free throw shooter shooting 92% from the free free throw line. Tamaro pointed out right before or right after they missed that free throw that ASU had hit 30 of their last 34 free throws. Um before that. It just comes at an unfortunate time. Looked like some legs. Heath played a lot. Um and yeah. he, he was in the last like 10 minutes of the game. I think it was probably just legs, left it short, nevertheless, doesn't didn't end up mattering. Um which is big. Yeah. I'd love to see them start running some offensive sets. You you mentioned the, the shooting percentages, and I feel like what you're talking about, they're running this Princeton offense. They're, they're weaving over the top. The key, handoff after handoff. There's no screen and rolls. There's no trying to get guys open. It's just kind of who's going to have the better matchup, see if we can get the matchup we want. We're just going to keep handing the ball off until we get the, you know, we get the right matchup. But then you're wasting clock. I'd love to see them run a couple simple offensive sets because I think it would really free up their shooters if they can establish a presence elsewhere. Um, and I, I think we would see a lot more shots start to fall. Yeah, and look, if this team was more cohesive and 
more of a threat from everywhere on the court, really. Um, that would free open some shooters. You see it sometimes in flashes, like when because because how the Princeton can work and how these dribble handoffs can work, it's like a modified Princeton. Um, it, it lulls the defense to sleep, right. and then somebody flares open with less time on the shot clock, and that just isn't the case with this team. Um, you see it a couple times with DJ Horn open. Marion had a great find to DJ Horn and also a really good one to Luther, but Luther absolutely missed it corner three that was wide open later in the game but marion has incredible court vision and so does dj horn and so does jay heath um it can work it just they they just need to be more cohesive so bright spots there um bright spots really everywhere um just like you looked into the sun there were a lot of bright spots in the game tonight i'm sorry that was terrible um you know what it wasn't terrible asu not only covered the seven and a half point spread on the DraftKings sportsbook app but they also hit a money line. Um, if any of you guys took that, I think that was hovering around plus 190, somewhere around there on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. There was some juice involved in that. I may have taken the plus seven and a half. I may Listen, not have. We, we all know Shane took the plus seven on bets this morning. Like <laughs> This is true. Um, so if you want to bet on stuff like that or bet on some weirder things like Steph Curry to hit eight threes like I did in the game tonight. He didn't do that. He only hit four, I think. You can do that on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. They have player props galore. Same game parlays. It's safe. It's secure. It's reliable. You know the spiel. It's just overall fun. Um, get get it. Uh, I don't know if Crowder scored the first bucket. To, uh, to, he did again. Crowder for the second night in two nights has scored the first bucket. That is Crowder's Cash Club, part of the PHNX Sun Show. If you haven't done that yet. Um, go over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app and put some money on Crowder to score the first bucket. Um, you get some good odds there. They have stuff like that all the time. Um, so, yeah, head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. But just $1 on any NFL game this week. Get $100 in free bets if your team scores a point in that game when you sign up. Using that promo code PHNX. That's 21-plus, Arizona-only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. Let's get into everybody's favorite segment, the lyric yeah, of the game. Lyric of the game. Lyric of the game. Um, this one comes from Tyler, the creator. The song is called Who Dat Boy. Um, this is what I was singing to myself during Marion Jackson's four-minute stint where he was throwing dimes, hitting threes, made that layup. It goes, who that boy? Who him is? Yeah. Um, so that, that's, that's some good stuff. Um, great music video if you haven't seen it. It's a little disturbing, but it's a pretty fantastic music video. Um, so do with that what you will. Look, gloss over that. That was... That might have been the performance of the century. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I'll i get some more melodic stuff in here for you softies. Uh, it's a little too early for me um, in the night to be singing um, some nice R&B to you, but I promise I will at some point. Jeremiah is my favorite artist. Um, I will get a Jeremiah lyric in there somewhere. It's just a little hard to find things that aren't about a woman in his songs, and I don't want to talk about ASU basketball like it's a girl I'm in love with. So let's stay away from that for now. Um, yeah, dude, they, I mean, it's five and six, not a great record, but where you think about where this team came from after the UCR loss, you can't help but be impressed with what they've done in the last couple of weeks. Well, it's like what I mentioned on the last time that I was on the show. It was they're one and one in conference play. They just beat Oregon. They're one and one mm-hmm. in conference play. Now you just beat Creighton. That's Creighton on the road, Oregon on the road, one and one in conference play. I mean, at this point, the slate's clean for me. The slate is clean. The, the UCR loss hurts, but that was early in the season. And typically that's that'll get overlooked toward the end of the year. Um, when they start looking at what your resume is. I know that it's an early season loss, but that won't get weighted as much. 
Yeah. Um, well, next test is a hard one at home against the San Francisco Dons. Great name, That's... by the way. Love it. Um, they're 10-0 right now. Um, they play GCU on Friday, I believe. I can't do math in my head. It's on the 18th. That's a Friday, I think. Saturday. Jeez. Look at me. Um, uh, that game is at 530. Um, I'm going to be tuning into that game for sure. Uh, GCU obviously gave ASU a test at home. GCU gets gets um, uh, San Francisco uh, in San Francisco, I believe. Um, so that game is going to be something to watch out for. If GCU plays them close, um, I'm not going to be too scared about San Francisco coming in, coming in here, but they are 10-0 and for a reason. Um, they're playing some of the best basketball in the nation right now. If they can get that win, secure a four-game winning streak going into some easier games before they get USC on New Year's Eve Eve. Um, New Year's Eve Eve. That is a holiday. It's an official holiday. Uh-huh. What, do you, what are you dressing up as for New Year's Eve Eve? Well, actually, I believe on New Year's Eve Eve, my cousin and her fiancé are in town, and they are doing a joint bachelor-bachelorette party uh, at an Airbnb over that weekend. And so I will probably be dressed up in formal attire at a nice dinner that evening. <laughs> so Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be wearing a morph suit probably. I don't know where I'm going to be. Um, Why so morph, yeah. suit? <laughs> I Why morph suit? I just decided that. I actually am such an idiot. I'm going to this game um, on the 18th. I forgot I bought tickets for the session with Gonzaga and USC in this. So. Um, that game is actually at the Footprint Center, a neutral site. Uh, so that's exciting. I'm, I'm definitely excited to watch those two teams play. Um, WCC uh, leader San Francisco coming to ASU um, in just a short week. It's, it's, it's exciting where this team can be after this win. Um, and guys, thanks for sticking with me. I'm glad that this team actually started performing well. Yeah, okay. your mental health your mental health would have gone downhill real quick. I believe uh, Leah has a video. I sure do. Yeah, Leah has a video of me. Am, there, are there any expletives that I should warn before? Um, I don't remember. Okay, well, right. we're there's just probably expletives. If there's expletives, we really apologize to you and your families. If you know Johnny's watching with his little one and PD's dentist. <laughs> yeah, here we go. That is a fucking huge win. There's the expletive. That is, not, that is not a flattering angle. I'm not going to lie. I, I, that, that's a mom bod right there. Michaela was right. Wow. I, 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 you know, Leah, maybe next time stand up and give me a, you know, shot. Yeah, from... Leah, Leah I, you know, I'm really disappointed because you're a producer and you should know camera angles at this point. Wow, I did not come here to be attacked. <laughs> um, Angry Grim says, can't wait to watch Wildcats play ASU. Look, guys, we talked about this already. I don't want to think about it. I'm going to bask in the wind for now. Um, that game is Let us be happy. Just let us be happy. Until, I think, the 9th of January. So we got some time to prepare. Maybe Bagley comes back. There's still no timetable on the injury. A little worrisome. Um but let's not talk about that. Jacob, anything else from you that you saw in tonight's game? Um, you know, I think that it's really important that Bobby schedules these non-conference games because every single year, that is one of the marks that I've really enjoyed about having Bobby here is we seemingly have a really challenging non-conference schedule. Um, 
And so it's been really fun to watch a lot of this basketball only for the fact that it challenges them to perform at a high level at the beginning of the year versus, you know, easing into your year and then getting to Pac-12 play and just getting stopped, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's the biggest takeaway that I have from these last few weeks. They're five and six, but they've been through pretty much a gauntlet of games at this point. Yeah, one more thing to note about the San Francisco game that I didn't realize. Um, that's a back-to-back for San Francisco, which is pretty rare in um, in college basketball. Not pretty rare, but you don't see it often. Um, obviously, it makes sense because they're playing at the footprint the night before, so it's not a super strenuous back-to-back, but it's a back-to-back nonetheless. And um, GCU has some... I want to put this light. Some big guys uh, down low. Not very talented guys, but they're just large. Um, and they play physical. Um, Tayshawn Cherry might hurt somebody um, because he's just mean sometimes. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, that game's at 4 p.m. on Sunday. <sighs> it's gonna you know be a big one. Guys, you know why those guys are down low for GCU? No, because they have no football team. There's no football there team. There you go. So there you go. The only logical answer is for soccer or basketball, and I don't think they'd be very good at soccer. So yeah, and there's a lot of. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people enrolled in clubs and athletics that shouldn't be because there's not a lot else to do when you have a curfew. So I'm sorry. We, we already talked about this. I said I would stop. My um, ASU flag back here is blocking a GCU thumb finger because my wife is a GCU alumni and I am currently a GCU master's student, but I had to rep. I had to get. I didn't know you went to GCU for your master's. Yeah, I'm at GCU. Shame, 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 shame. Um, ASU is is my home, and it will always be my home as a fandom. Uh, well, look, the the as I said, we'll, uh, the game on Sunday at four. I will be at um, coming to you live right after the game from the. I don't like calling it the bank, just DFA. I'll be at Desert Financial for the game. Do you have a good nickname for the arena, Jacob? No, the bank the bank stuck, but the bank was kind of coined by. Huh. Yeah. Nice. Coined. Nice. Yeah, the, the the bank was coined by I'm pretty sure Braden, who obviously we went to college with, and mm-hmm. so I, you know I feel like I have to give him his due, and just kind of continue to call it the bank. Fair enough. Uh, ASU, as I said, moves on to five and six after a gut check of a win um, against the Creighton Blue Jays, fifty eight to fifty seven. Uh, we'll be back with an audio episode for you tomorrow and Thursday, and we will come to you live on Friday right here from Studio B, where it's not as cold as it is usually, which is surprising. Sprinkle some money on DraftKings. It's great. It's on what? Do you, have any, do you have any insight of on where? Sprinkle money. On? Like, money doesn't – it grows on trees. It's literally paper. So just sprinkle <laughs> money all day long. Money's not real, and neither are we or our thoughts. Guys, appreciate <laughs> you as always. Go over to gophnx.com to check out some of our great written stuff from guys like Johnny and Gerald and everybody else. Um, I, I feel bad because sometimes I plug everybody, but then I can't really do that every show because it's a mouthful. Just go over to gophnx.com. There's a lot of good stuff. phnxlocker.com. There's some new stickers. You can get a gift box. There's a lot of shit over there. So just get over there. Guys, nothing is real. We'll see you later. Be back tomorrow for an audio episode. And piggity, 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 peace. <laughs>